little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty come that, as one that traveled and thy want as an armed man. You see, a lazy person lacks understanding. He does not take care of the things God's blessed him with. He's unkept. His life is filled with thorns covered with weeds and things that are broken down. Because of a little more sleep, a little more slumber, a little more folding of the hands of sleep, another translation says poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attach you like an armed robber. See, if you're lazy and you say, I don't know why I ain't got nothing. All right, check out. Are you lazy? Are you willing to work? See, a lot of people think that they can faith it all the time. Well, all I got to do is just say here and believe and speak. It's going to happen. No, you got to have a plan of action. You have to put action to your faith. Faith without action, corresponding action is dead being alone. Amen. So there's nothing wrong with hard work. There's nothing wrong with you being diligent in your work. In fact, God expects it out of you. In fact, you ought to work as unto the Lord anyway. Amen. Amen. If you work as unto him, then you'll put forth a better effort. Amen. Instead of just wanting to just do enough just to get by. You know, and that's one of the reasons a lot of people won't say it, but one of the reasons our economy is in the shape right now that it's in is because a lot of these companies is filled with lazy people that won't work. They just want to be paid good, want good benefit package. And I'm for all of that because I believe in paying well. I believe in benefit package. I believe in all of that. I done been on a job. We had a man got caught sleeping and they couldn't fire him. All right, now that's unproductive. That's stealing time. That's everything that's bad. Now, that may be an isolated case, so I don't want to make that a blanket statement over everybody. A lot of times people just don't want to work. And, you know, I say it this way. Whatever I got to do to take care of my family, don't care where I got to go to work, I'll do whatever I have to do to take care of my family. If I had to flip hamburgers, cook steaks, pick up stuff outside the road, my family going to be taken care of. Now, thank God, you know, the Bible says the hand of the diligent will be made fat. So I'm living in the blessing. I don't have to pick up stuff on the side of the road. Amen. I ain't got to flip hamburgers and there's nothing dishonorable about that at all. That's an honest living. Amen. I used to work in a steakhouse. You know, I worked at, at, uh, at the chicken poultry. Now, I was just a teenager then, but mom and them, they, they made us work. You know what part of my job was? Taking the dead chickens to the dump. I came in one day. They say, we got a truck over there. Y'all need to take out to the dump over there. Somewhere, I don't know, way over there in Pineville, somewhere. I thought, okay, that'd be easy. Went until I seen that truck <laughs> full of them dead chickens. And it didn't have no tailgate on it. I mean, it had a side on it, but the, bottom, the back of it was open. You should have seen the cars pulling over when we, as we went down the road <laughs> from the smell. We was gagging people going down the highway. <laughs> people pulling over. Oh, man, what's... And I'm setting up in the truck, just proud. <laughs> you know how they get you? The old truck didn't have no lift on it where you could dump them all. You had to have a pitchfork and shovels. They had been sitting there all weekend. So we devised a plan. You got to have a plan. <laughs> Say, look, just pull up there, back up real fast, throw on brakes, and let them roll out the back of the truck. 
so we did it. You can only get a few of them off the truck like that. They ain't moving. They've been there all weekend. They swole. Juice running out of them. It was an awful smell. They had tried to put that old blue stuff on them to try to kill the stench and stuff. And we messed up. I was in the truck, the guy said, okay, Greg, you do it this time. I'll tell you when to throw on brakes. I threw on brakes late and slid into the pile that was already there. And when I tried to get out, we were stuck. <laughs> oh God said, get out of the truck, get out of the truck. He said, y'all get behind there and push. So I got back there and pushed, and when he took off, all that stuff hit my leg. We had a time that day with them chickens. But I wasn't lazy. Proverbs 26, 13. Proverbs 26, verse 13. Listen to this. The slowful man said there's a line in the way. A line is in the streets. As the door turns upon his hinges, so doth the slowful upon his bed. The slowful hides his hand in his bosom. It grieves him to bring it again to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. Hallelujah. So you can see here that it's really not good. It's really not good. It is not a good thing. There's a lot of things that he said, just like a door on his hinges. That's the way the slowful is. The slowful lazy man is just like somebody like this here. They're doing a lot of stuff. But they ain't making no progress. <laughs> <laughs> they just turning on the hinge. Not accomplishing anything. Notice that he's wiser than seven men that can render a reason. Yeah, he think he's wise. In other words, he never moves from his place of slowfulness. Verse 15, the slowful is too lazy to feed himself. He's filled with distress and weariness. Verse 16, the slowful thinks he's smarter than seven wise men. Ecclesiastics 10 verse 18 says much slowfulness will result in a life with decay and through idleness things break down around you. Praise God. Now Jesus talked about slowfulness, Matthew 25, 26, when he was talking about being faithful and not being faithful. He said, you remember the one that took what he gave him and buried it? And then Jesus said, you wicked and slowful servant. So wickedness and slowfulness go hand in hand. Jesus called him a slowful servant. He said, you should have took my money and at least put it in the bank so I could have gained some interest. They was too lazy to do that. So they took it and they buried it in the ground and gave him the same thing when he returned. He called him wicked and slowful. He said, you wicked and slowful servant. So we don't want to be caught in that situation. Romans 12, 11 says, be not slowful in business. Another translation says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. 
And in Hebrews 6.12, which is a key scripture, write Hebrews 6.12 down. It says that you be not slowful. Now that word means disinterested, sluggish, lazy, dull, and indifferent. Let me give it to you again. The word there in, in Hebrews 6.12, it means disinterested, sluggish, lazy, dull, or indifferent. He said, be not slothful, but what? Followers of those who do what? Faith and patience do what? Inherit the promises. Now, praise God. So we don't want to be caught in this trap of slothfulness because the, the plan of God will never materialize in our life if we're too lazy to follow the instructions that the Lord gives us. You got to be diligent. We all need to be diligent. Amen? Now, how do you overcome slothfulness? Ecclesiastic, the scripture is Ecclesiastes 10, 18. How do you overcome slothfulness? I was praying. I said, okay, Lord, I see all these scriptures in the Bible. But I said, how do you come out from under this? How do you get free from it? How do you recognize it? What do you have to do? And, you know, it's not hard. I mean, it ain't, it ain't no mountain of a spirit, but it's bad if it get a hold of you. Because it, it will cause your mind, it will, it will give you a different mindset in life that would be harmful to you, to your future. All right? You say, how do you overcome slowfulness? First of all, you have to have a change of heart and mind. Laziness is a mindset. If you are lazy and lack diligence, others have told you you're lazy. Anybody ever told you it was lazy? Now, sometimes it's not true when they tell you that, but if you got different people from different arenas of your life, and all of them been telling you, you know what, you lazy. You need to listen. Because it's a lot easier for other people to recognize laziness in you than you can recognize it in yourself. Because we justify our actions. We got good reason for what we do. Amen. The Bible says that every man's ways is right in his own eyes. So you want to listen. Laziness is easy to recognize by other people. Number two, you admit that you are lazy and determined to do something about it. So sometimes, you know, it's kind of like an alcoholic say, well, alcoholic can't really be delivered until they admit they got a problem. Drug addict can't really get off drugs until he realizes that drugs are creating a problem for him. Well, it's the same thing with laziness. You can't get free from laziness if you don't recognize, you know what, I need to step up. I, I got some lazy characteristics. And so you have to admit it, and then you repent. You repent of it. You ask God to forgive you. And then you ask him to help you to develop a diligent spirit. That's all under number one. That's have a change of heart and mind. That's what's involved in having a, a change in heart and mind. You had to say, Lord, I got a problem. I have some lazy tendencies. And I need to be more diligent. If I was more diligent, then I'd have greater blessing in my life. And things that, that I know should have been done by now would already be done. Amen. Lazy people procrastinate a lot. Now, I use myself as an example, right, with the treadmill. All right, that's the area I got to overcome. So I've been transparent with you. I'm not, I ain't saying I'm the most diligent man you're going to ever meet, but I recognize that if I don't deal with the slowfulness in my own life, then it's going to hinder God's plan for my life. So I'm determined to do something about it. That's why I have a plan. That's why I'm going to keep that plan before my eyes. And that's why if I fail 15 times, I'm going to get up 15 times. You understand? I ain't ever going to quit. I'm going to be just like the ant. I'm going to keep on pursuing my goal. I'm not going to give up. I ain't going to be weary. I'm going to keep going. 
I'm going to go through whatever I got to go through, but I'm going to get the job done. And I'm not going to be lazy. I'm going to make myself. I'm going to push myself. Then you have to have a vision for your life, which I've already talked to you about. You have to set some goals. You have to write them down. You have to keep them before your eyes. You have to speak the vision, and then you have to have a plan of action. So that's the next thing. If you are lazy in just a certain area, you might not be lazy in every area. There may be just certain areas of your life you're lazy in. Maybe you're lazy in keeping your room clean. Maybe you're lazy in going to work on time. Maybe there's just, just some little nagging stuff that's just hanging on you. Maybe there's things you know you're supposed to be doing, and you just keep putting it off and putting it off because you're just lazy. Well, I don't feel like doing it right now. I just don't feel it. Pastor, I ain't lazy. I just don't feel like doing it. Yeah, but if, it's, but if you ain't feel like doing it in a year, <laughs> if a whole year done passed by, and you ain't had one day in 365 that you felt like doing it, you got a lazy bone somewhere. <laughs> Praise God. So then number three, and this is a key one here. Ask God to put someone in your life who is not lazy, who is experiencing the power and the blessing of the Lord and follow their example. You see, that's what Hebrews 6.12 tells us to do, that you be not slothful. Then he tells you how not to be slothful. He says, be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. In other words, find somebody that is experiencing the power of God in their life and then hook up with them. Find out how they do it. Get around them. Ask them questions. Find out how they do it. You know, learn all you can from them. So really he's talking about association there. You got to be careful who you associate with. Maybe you're lazy because of people you hang around with. If you're in a lazy bunch, then you're going to be lazy. If you hang around lazy people, you're going to be lazy. Right? Because the minute you get up to do something, they're going to be saying, man, you ain't got to do that now. Come over here and sit down and have a drink with me. <laughs> oh, let's go do something else. Man, you ain't got to do that now, man. It's too hot out there. I don't do nothing in the sun like that. I don't do nothing. That's the reason why they ain't got nothing. They don't do nothing. So, so you had to watch your company. Number four. K-K-K-K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM 70,000 watts of gospel power. power Beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi And the flat plains of West Texas And the beaches and bayous of Louisiana K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM We bring you greetings from the Appalachian Mountain Refuge Located in Leesville, Louisiana The pastor found out this great church Is Pastor Paul 